Sup, losers? Looks like this team ain't dead yet. And the Arizona Coyotes will be sticking around for now. And we're going to go over on today's show the different viable options as well as break down the details of them staying in the Valley. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Coyotes, the number one daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, as well as on the Cirrus XM radio app. I'm your host, Robin Leonio, joined by Matthew Jacobson, to uh, get things back on track, because we were solemn yesterday, and uh, and uh, as well as uh, Tuesday night. But you know what? We are feeling better now. You're a lot more chipper uh, today. Like, like the last episode was kind of a bummer. And I know I was more so mad and trying to, to get the troops going as it was on, on Tuesday. But like, like we're all loose. We're all feeling good. And there were a lot of very angry, very interesting individuals uh, at this recent news. And you know what, Robin? Take it away. You break the story. Absolutely. You know, shortly after we released our last episode, um, st- statements slowly rolling in. Uh, I believe it was Elliot Friedman who at first said, hey, let's talk, pump, let's pump the brakes a little bit on relocation rumors for now for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, they're they're going to be playing in the mullet next year. Craig Morgan, I think, what, maybe five, ten minutes later says, let's pump the brakes on relocation, period. It's like he has sources to say, that say, the Coyotes have a plan in place to stay in the Valley long-term. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, we we heard from uh, like a brief statement from Morello that was given to a, uh, a reporter saying that they're committed to Arizona. And then we get our statement from the Arizona Coyotes officially that they say, this is the statement we wanted. This is the statement we wanted, Matt, during the 2023-24 season. The Arizona Coyotes will play at Mullet Arena. In addition, remain committed to Arizona and have already started re-engaging with local officials and sites to solidify a new permanent home in the Valley. We look forward to sharing more with you in the coming weeks. Signed off by Javier Gutierrez. Remember how mad I was at Alex Marullo for not having like, and I get it. Look, look, with a little bit of a little bit of time, you know, they everyone was clearly taken aback. Now, not everyone is as much of an optimistic pessimist as I am, where I'm like I had that gut feeling, where I'm like it's probably not going to go. Not because I didn't think logically it would. It was just the closer I got, that was the more like I was getting anxious. So I'm like it's probably just going to be like it's what it is. But I wanted that statement yesterday. And I stand by, uh, I'm not sure how much of the footage we, we are still using, but I stand by what I said in that last episode, or or probably the one that got you know, canned, where it's like Morello needed to either recommit to this, figure it out, or sell the team. And thankfully, you made the correct decision. I still think you're a little late on the comment, but I will take it, all right? I will not apologize, but I will take it, and I will thank you. And um, di- did you notice the language there? Did you notice the specific language they had you can bring that statement just one more time. I, I want to focus on something where it's an addition where you know, we're committed and we are re-engaging with local officials and sites to, 
is there an S at the end of sight? Is 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 that plural? Is that multiple? Yeah, it does. That does mean multiple, and that does mean that there wasn't just a plan B in place, Matt. There was a plan C. There might even be a plan D. <laughs> and then, of course, it was always good to have Craig Morgan confirm on this statement. He quote tweeted it. I was just using my stupid little clip of nothing is over because it ain't over and it ain't over until I start singing and I ain't singing yet publicly. But <laughs> but he quote tweeted, you know, obviously calm down. There is a plan B and potentially a plan C. We've known about this. We've been trying to tell people about this. Of course, Craig has, of course, you know, other people in local media. We've all been in unison on this. And for whatever reason, the national media and it's still, it, I feel a little betrayed because even the people that were on the Coyote side, minus Craig Wazinski is doing good work. I think he was the one that originally broke the story. Uh, even Elliot Friedman, surprisingly, coming in and doing some solid work. Like, my, minus those guys, it just went from, yeah, but there are backup options and we acknowledge that too. See, there's absolutely nothing. They will relocate. And to me, I'm like, oh, like one argument was, oh, well, this site, you know, we haven't heard anything about it. Because like we were talking about, and you said, we only have eyes for 10p. You have to focus on the one you have the most eggs in the basket for. And then if that falls through, you re-engage. And like it was reported, and we echoed that report where a representative of one of the Indian communities, so whatever Indian community said, does that mean they re-engage? That means that there were prior engaging conversations. And it, and, and it helps to know previously that the Arizona Coyotes have a good relationship with the local tribes. Their main, one of their biggest sponsors, one of their biggest partners is the Gila River Resorts and Casinos. So that, that just tells you, you know, that if they have a good relationship, that, you know, they're definitely going to be able to re-engage with them. It's, you know, it's not going to be like, oh, you didn't come with us. We're no longer going to talk to you. Like, hey, they're sponsoring the, the, the darn team. Like, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a match made in heaven. And yes, we'll get into the details in a second. All right. But there, mm -hmm. there are a couple of things to work out when it comes to gaming rights and, and, and revenue splits. If, if Marulo wants to stay here, if Marulo wants that bag, which the, the Sahara bet stuff will get him that bag, you have to make some concessions and every single thing we're about to talk about is not perfect. The most ideal for the betting side is, is one of the locations closest to you, Robin, but everything is going to have some sort of issue. But we're going to get to that on the uh, other on the other side. Absolutely. We will go ahead and uh, talk about the uh, potential sites, break down the viability for each uh, potential site that uh, I was able to find. But before we get into any of that, though, we are going to take a quick break here from our sponsors on the show. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Are you tired of sacrificing comfort for style when it comes to your activewear? Introducing Bird Dogs, the game changer in athletic shorts. Picture this, premium shorts designed for maximum performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs are here to revolutionize your workout routine with the unique built-in liner. These shorts offer the ultimate support and flexibility, ensuring you stay comfortable even during the most intense workouts. And here's the best part. Bird dogs are more than just workout gear. They're versatile enough to take you from the gym to the street without skipping a beat. Designed with pockets that actually work, bird dogs are going to give you ample space to store your essentials while you're on the move. Bird dogs made of premium and breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities. Perfect for the trails, the gym, or simply just lounging around. 
Bird Dogs are the shorts that you've been searching for. Order your pair of Bird Dogs today and join the thousands of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash LockdownNHL and enter the promo code LockdownNHL to get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs, where style meets comfort, performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. Before we get, get, continue to get going, though, I do want to thank everyone once again for making this show your first listen every day. We really appreciate all your support. I know all of those that have been subscribed know all the work that we've been putting in to uh, get, get, get through this arena saga because it's been a lot. And a lot of you guys know that we're trying to stay as positive. No, we're, we're being optimistic here, and there's reason to be optimistic. He said with the statement, there are sites to look at. Not just one site, multiple sites, Matthew. Mm-hmm. And that's because Robin is a fantastic host and can't sit still. You want to show the people you've been working on on this, your day off? (laughs) Yeah, so I went to Google Earth and uh, plotted, uh, did some plots. I'm opening it up right right now. I opened some plots. This right here, this entire area is the valley. Um, And you can kind of see based off locations where each of them are. These are five potential locations. Are there, are there potentially more? Eh, you can make an argument for a couple more. But I think these are five potential locations that I firmly believe have some kind of, you know, potential movement here. Let's start with the first one. Um, here, everyone, make it look cool. Talking <laughs> Stick Resort. I mean, is it a little bit further out? Yes. But you're right next to the resort. You have golf and right there. People are in that area. Right off the wall, easy access. Um, whether you're in the East Valley or the, or the, or the West Valley, really. Um, it might take you a little longer if you're in the West Valley, but it's a good location. Isn't that where the Arizona Diamondbacks wanted to build... At some point, one of the, the potential I, spots. I believe it is one of the potential spots that the Diamondbacks were looking 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 at. Yeah, and look, see, there's off there's open land. I, I put put it specific, you know specifically in this area, right? And you know, um, you know, right there where that pin is. Mm-hmm. But who knows? There could be more. Um, there could be on this, you know, on the south end right here, or even a little bit further up. Mm-hmm. But it's a nice yeah, location. But... I really think it is, uh, you know, and it makes sense. You know, you have a nice resort there. there. You don't have to worry too much about gambling. There's a sports book, you know, inside Talking Stick Resort Casino, Arizona. So why not? Yeah, and there's more potential partnerships. And uh, that's, that's really good for East Valley. And it, the West Valley, look, we're a bedroom community. We go to Phoenix to, to go to Dave and Buster's and we have like two or three on our side of, of the of the town. So it's not like you really care that much about driving a little bit. So it's like that that's a decent location. I, I would think that this would be one of the potential D backs locations more so than the coyotes, uh, unless you believe my conspiracy theory that we may or may not talk about later on in the show. But that's a solid site, but I think we got a couple better sites to potentially talk about. 
We definitely do have uh, several better sites. And let's go on to site number two, which All is the site over here. The site of the Phoenix Rising before they moved to their second site, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But the site of the Phoenix Rising when they were on Salt River land, right off of McClintock on the uh, east side of that with the uh, 101 and the 202 right there. This is where everyone is talking about. The site that everyone has asked us to discuss because the Phoenix Rising was there at one point and it is right across, it is right on the banks of the Salt River, similar to what the TED was going to be, but on the other side, right across from Tempe Marketplace. And I may mm -hmm. ask you this, Matt, imagine the Coyotes build a development there and because Tempe is right there, and it's actually right across the street from Tempe because uh, they're actually like on the other side of McClintock. Mm -hmm. Imagine if the Coyotes do so well right there. They build right there. They do so well right there. Right, Just right in the face of the, the city that rejected. Yeah, and also, uh, if I'm reading this map correctly, I actually think that's the exit I usually take for work or it's an exit further closer to where uh, the Oceanside Arena was, or it's getting ready to be demolished, but that is Ocean, really good Oceanside real estate. Was right, it was right here. Mm -hmm. So it's it's right there. Yeah, so that so like, is yeah it's right there. The, so like, uh, that's a good plot of land okay. right there. <laughs> but no, so it's like, that, it's that's, a great that's plot the that I usually use when I'm going to Tempe anyway. And imagine the amount of all this traffic they kept talking about they get it anyway, but they don't get any of the revenue. Now, you will have some people bleeding out because I think it's over here. You're not seeing where I'm pointing, but I, I'm trying to insinuate over here where like, I'll get gas every now and again when I'm working at the Mullet Arena. So you still get some people that will shop over here or go to Tempe Marketplace after, but you're not going to get the kind of revenue from the actual site itself. And that's right off the freeway. You have plenty of ability to put parking I do think some of the public transport options might be limited. They might have to work on something with that, but that's a really good location. And it's what is that five miles, if that, from the other site? It's not very far. It's only, I think, four freeway. Yeah, it's about, yeah, maybe five, six miles away um, mm -hmm. from. So it's really, yeah. And it's the, you know, it's right there. It's perfectly located. You're on tribal land. So you have. Um, some, again, like you mentioned, you will probably have, like Malik Morella will have some concessions to make. We've already seen that he's willing to make concessions based mm -hmm. off of, you know, the concessions that he offered to Tempe to try to get the Ted. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if he has to take a, a bit of, of a back seat or take a little less percentage of, of what's going on with Sahara bets, that's still X percentage of money that he's still going to get. Versus if they're out of state and, and he's only going to get a limited amount because you're generating a lot more people using Sahara bets or if you have that physical sports book right here because Talking Sick, you have a bit of a, of a conflict of interest right there with the resort. But right there, you wouldn't. And then it's like, hey, we just have a bit of a split. You're still generating tons of revenue. And um, it, it would be really funny. Like for the residents that were talking about all the, the downsides and negatives to have to deal with most of those downsides and negatives without any of the benefits. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, just you can just imagine the enjoyment of that. I, I mean, I would. <laughs> um, 
Plus, you know, it, I, I mean, maybe I'm just cynical because I'm, you know, of anything, anything Tempe in the first place because I am a Tucson in a heart, but. <laughs> Forks up. Sorry. Forks up. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do that right there. Um, but yeah, that's that that leaves it to that. Any anything you also want to bring up on this site before I go on to uh, site three? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm ready for site three because I, I think site three is the most interesting. That I have a couple of legs that I want to stretch uh, on this one. Let's go to site three, and that takes us into downtown Phoenix, right there at the Footprint Center. Uh, it's an option. Mm -hmm. It definitely is an option. The Coyotes can very well strike a deal with Matt Ishbia to try to renovate the Footprint Center to re refit hockey into it. Yeah, and there's actually a couple of options here. So I, I, if 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 you know you, you'll allow me, I would like to to stretch a little bit here. So you could, I stand by this. If if you are doing temporary, so let's say they're a couple of years off, what's easier to pitch to the NHL, NHLPA, the Board of Governors? trying to extend that mullet fourth year option or signing a three-year lease at footprint center where it's not ideal but you'd still have upwards of uh, i think it's fifteen thousand or a little more fans depending on how many seats have to get taken out or the retractable seats to fit the ice like however the logistics are what would you rather have and i, I guarantee every single person like you want to have the extra seating and the downtown perfect public transport getting a, a good relationship with matt ishbia this works one of a couple of ways. A temporary home that actually gives you more viability and more options to make money. It works if Matt Ishbia had any interest in buying the team and then just building a new arena himself that would be a multi-purpose. We see with Glendale, and I've seen it with the basketball court inside of it, that it could work to have both teams if the arena is built for it. We see other teams that share venues. Some venues don't work out well. The one in Brooklyn didn't work out well, but if it's built for it, it can actually work. Um, if Marullo and Ishbia decided, Ishbia, I think Ishbia wouldn't say no to a potential newer building. So it's like, hey, we'll go half and half and have that perfect balance. You will have the bit of a conflict of interest of, okay, who gets what advertising and, and this and that. They've made it work at Crypto Arena in LA. They've made it work at this and that building. As long as you have two owners that are business savvy and want to make money, it can work. Although I do think this option is best as a temporary stopgap while Salt River is being built, or if Matt Ishbia is the Chad that we think he is and decides, all right, I, I want a hockey team as well because I want to have that at full control. Now, def yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I, I wouldn't have brought up this option even in the first place if Matt Ishbia wasn't the owner of the Phoenix Suns and we still had the previous owner mm -hmm. because – Everyone knows Sarver intentionally renovated the footprint center so hockey wouldn't fit there. It's almost like Robert Sarver's a terrible person and nobody likes dealing with him and everyone's so much happier now that Matt Ishby has taken over. I didn't say that. You, <laughs> He's also kind of a racist, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's true. Um, but I like this location potentially. I mean, like you said, it's best serves as a temporary location, but right off a light uh, right like right off a light rail line mm -hmm. you can easily shuttle people in and out get people to games um figure you can figure things out that way there's the uh i think what's called the legends entertainment district right there it just has some um you know some shops right in between footprint center and chase field shops bars the, sports books like the standard stuff yeah 
So like you can easily get people and again, it's downtown. So it's your centralized anyways, you're going to get people from um, other downtown bars, other downtown restaurants to come in and, and funnel in from there into the games. Mm -hmm. And like you said, more seats, 15,000 seats, potentially. And that's an if you're anybody who's anybody, you're easily going to take 15,000 seats, even if it's bad sight lines temporarily versus 5,000 at the mullet for a little bit longer. And also, we still love the mullet, but we're just talking about viability because if the Arizona Rattlers can average 10K, the Coyotes can do that. And my dad mentioned a really good point. This is years and years ago when he was still a Coyotes fan is because of that location, you would get a lot more walk up traffic. Hey, we're at a bar. Hey, a bunch of people going to the arena. What's going on there tonight? And if tickets are going to be a little cheaper because the sight lines, they could justify fewer people wandering in. You get a couple extra beer, beer sales, some food sales, maybe a hat or a jersey, extra revenue coming in, potentially creating more fans and more interest. Now, you also have another conspiracy theory I want to uh, I want to hear regarding the downtown location. <laughs> we actually will get to that in just a moment. I do because like I do realize looking at the time here, we do need to hear from our ads. I'm going to close this for just for a second. <laughs> So we can get back to our our, our 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 regular look, and we are going to uh, take a quick break and hear from our sponsors on the show. eBay Motors, of course. All right. So for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guarantee Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look at the green check for how many parts will fit or your money-back guarantee. Because just like sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop at eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right Right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guarantee fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. I thought we were a Coyotes podcast, not the Broncos. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and uh, let's get back to it. We're back We're back in downtown. Mm -hmm. Um and I'll let you pretty briefly talk about, about a conspiracy theory before we get to our final our final two locations. All right, so this could work either temporarily or as as, as you know going into Salt River. D-backs need a new stadium. Apparently, uh, I was watching a, a different show that was talking about the D-backs specifically today for no specific reason, and um, they were saying that we should get an update relatively soon. Well. The Tampa Bay Lightning, for a very brief period of time, shared with the baseball stadium. And it was a really weird setup. So you have the regular baseball seating here at Deer. Then you have the ice surface and the essentially Irwin seating. I, I used to work at the, at the Cardinal Stadium. If you sit on the south end, that's Irwin seating. Uh, you can have something like that. You can have a decent capacity. That could work. It, it was actually briefly thrown around conceptually whenever the Coyotes were, before they announced Mullet, that they, that could potentially work temporarily if – Robert Sommer didn't want to play ball, which, of course, he didn't, but he didn't want that smoke. So that could be temporary footprints better. But what if they decided to join forces to get something built at Salt River so you'd have the Coyotes and D-backs over there? And that's, that's still East Valley, not quite centrally located. I don't think downtown Phoenix wants to lose the D-backs. I don't think the D-backs want to lose downtown. But I am just saying that there's a couple of ways the D-backs and the Coyotes, my two favorite of the four major sports teams here. Uh, 
having a little bit of a nice close relationship. You can make a district out of a relationship like that that will make money year round. Because think about that. Hockey runs from when? October until, if you're lucky, June. Mm -hmm. Baseball runs from March, if you include uh, spring training, up until when? October. So you're so a site, if they were to them to work together, would be used nonstop. Every every month of the year, it is occupied, mm-hmm. and you that means you have people going to maybe shops or restaurants around there, spending their money. They're making revenue. Of course, yeah, you'd have to do some kind of you know deal on you know how you know you know how ultimately the money is made up but it can be done and a lot can be made out of it if the d-backs and sons can figure out what they're doing and they share these little parking garages you can kind of see them this big luxury uh, condo right there in between them the smaller building there is a parking garage there's a couple parking garages around there if they can agree on how they split revenue and 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 uh, space for different events the Coyotes and D-backs could do it should they want to team up with the Salt River Indian community and build on that nice land over there um, that, that we were first talking about. Absolutely. So that's downtown. Mm-hmm. That's there. There's an option there. But let's go ahead and go to uh, option four. And this is one of my favorite options. If you live in the East Valley, you very well know that right now, the Fiesta Mall, um, you know, just right off the 60 between, yeah, the 60 and Southern and Alma School, it is abandoned. There's nothing there right now. All the shops are gone. It's been abandoned for years. And just recently, it was sold to a, quote, private developer. Don't know exactly what the plans are. What What might be stopping Matt? from Alex Morello to meet up with the private developer or bought the land that the Fiesta Mall currently sits on and like, hey, I want to build here. I have this exact idea. I, this is what I want to do. Theoretically, nothing. Because if it's a perfectly private sale, it's already used for commercial purposes. The zoning should be fine. That, sh- that theoretically could be the best possible solution with private land ownership private land sale. You don't have to deal with the, the a Tempe city or sorry, with a Mesa city council or deal with a vote that that's probably your best bet of the different cities to find private land ownership. I like that idea. And it's also, it's right next to Mesa community college. So you can still do some minor uh, stuff with, with the college over there. I like the location. You could fit the building there. I'm not sure what you do with a, a potential practice facility. You might just keep the one you got in Scottsdale. And then you also can build a parking garage it's already, like you were saying, a hotel across the street. You can probably put a couple extra things there, uh, depending on how much you want to maximize that. You're right close to a couple freeways. You're still centrally located. And it's not the uh, the the worst part of Mesa. It's a decent little part of Mesa. So I it's not a bad option. I don't think the of the scale, the ones we were talking about earlier, are probably the more likely. That is still not a bad option to have in your back pocket. What I like about this one is um, if you if those who are watching on YouTube can see it, obviously, if you're listening on, on podcast, you can't really see what I'm talking about, but I'm going to try to explain it. Just a couple blocks over to the west, um, uh, I'm, I'm just going to a, a freeway. That is the 101. It goes from as far, it goes from, you know, on this side, the 101 on like Price slash Pima, all the way up to North Scottsdale, back into North Phoenix. On, a, on the mm-hmm. south side, 
it goes back down in Chandler, maybe down to Sun Lakes, meets up with the 202. Right here is you is is uh, is Route 60. It goes all the way to Gilbert on the other side, even Apache Junction and Gold Canyon. If you want to go that far, and on the other side over there, it goes back into the I-10, which will go back into downtown Phoenix. So it's, so not it's got as central as Phoenix, but it's a nice location. <laughs> it's got easy easy access to to get there. So. Definitely, it's you know if you want to go the private you know private land sale route, that is a perfect location. Um, and regarding practice facility, I do want to answer that question. There is the, the I mean, community ice. It's not it's you could you know close it down for a little bit and renovate it because that sits right around this area right here. So not so far. Uh, it's like Manning. a stone's throw. Mm -hmm. So exactly. That's not a bad so, option. Like, Good, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Robin. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, not a bad option, especially since you know that's where that's currently where the Arizona Kachinas play, uh, the mm -hmm. uh, the women's hockey program. So they they're play they're based out of there. Uh, I play some of my games there. Um, uh, so like I kind of am pretty familiar with that location. I like it. It's a really good location, but like you said maybe not be the on the top of the list of uh of of uh locations you have to invite me to a game one day let's get to the last location over there on the western 202 i it took me a second to realize what you were you were showing me because i don't spend the mo that much time over there because it's a little bit easier just use the 10 to get the 10 p but this is also a potential location take this one away this is where the Phoenix Rising were right before they moved into Phoenix next to the airport. This is Wild Horse Pass. Uh, if you live in Phoenix, you know Wild Horse Pass. You're passing going, going uh, you know, southeast in the I-10 on your way to Tucson if you're going down there. Um, again, I'm going to, like I said, I apologize to those that are listening on, on Spotify or wherever the audio version. You can't see what I'm, what I'm doing right now. I'm going right here to South. Those that live in the West Valley can easily travel down the 202 West Mountain and get to Wild Horse Pass. They don't have to go through downtown Phoenix and worry about traffic. They can easily get access to Wild Horse Pass that way. If you live in Chandler, South Tempe, Gilbert, you could take the 202 on the other side, the Queen Creek side. And come in through that way. If you live in Scottsdale, you can come and or you know in in Mesa, in North Tempe area, you can either go back like you know on the 60 down on the 10, or you can go down to the 101 back onto the 202, and once again you're back there. It is a really good location. I like this location. Yeah, it, it's it, it's almost the perfect blend of East and West Valley meeting to a, a certain extent. Obviously. The more eastern locations are going to be the best, but this is a solid compromise to still be as central as you can, accessible as you can, and again, you are still maintaining great relationships with the local tribes and sticking yourself on a freeway. You are keeping yourself easily accessible, and while this, again, isn't the most likely, that's still a solid potential place, and that's just a few locations that's not even getting into the more nitty-gritty conspiracies of what if they decided to buy madhouse on mcdowell state fairgrounds and 
tear it down or renovate it, whatever they would need to do. I think it's a full tear down. What if they decided to be crazy and try to play in Glendale again? Not happening. But like, that's that's not even getting into the conspiracy theory stuff. This is actually viable options, and we are we explained from local perspective how it's easy to access them, regardless. And then you can just if you need a couple extra hotels. You can throw a couple extra hotels on any of these plots of land that we showed you. Yeah, and it does help that the uh, the, the the first site I showed you at Talking Stick Resort and this one at Wild Horse Pass. For those that don't know, that's the, that's a casino and resort right there at Wild Horse Pass from Gila River. <laughs> um, well, I feel and I again, we're talking. I got Panda there at three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, great. But I mean, and, and another reason why this I, I really like this location personally is uh, it's the only location that sits on Gila River land. The other the other the, the first two are on Salt River land. This one's on Gila River land, who of the two tribes have the best the best relationship with the coyotes. Once again, like let's put it this way. The Kyries played at Gila River Arena. Once they left, Gila River was no longer sponsoring that arena. Yeah. They literally said, yeah, we don't care. We're out. And then Desert Diamond, which that's a good little, little little matchup because Desert Diamond's right up the road from Glendale. Keep everything West Valley for them. But they literally just, yeah, we're, we're good. Thank you. <laughs> and and, that, and that, that just tells you the good relationship that they have. So... If anything, you know, like, you know, if worse comes to worse, I think this was a great, a, a, a really good location. Mm -hmm. Anyway. That, oh, sorry. No, sorry, go ahead. And that, those are your most viable options. We're running, you know, right, right up against time. Those are the most viable options. And if you're a Coyotes fan, you're feeling optimistic. If you are one of those pro relocation uh, bros, you're probably down bad and uh, whatever your favorite brand of whatever your vice is, please do it responsibly. Absolutely. Um, but I'm trying, I'm just trying to say, yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic. You're optimistic. You know, I feel like the post, the statement made by the coyotes and the news that came out yesterday kind of really got us to calm down a little bit. We're like, okay, we made it. This is, <laughs> we feel a little bit more comfortable. Obviously, like I said, um, I still have um, the belief that like I still will not believe in reality until my ticket is scanned the first game at a Coyotes game in a new place. Mm -hmm. But until, but at least we know one thing is for sure: they've got they're going to play in Arizona next year, and they have a future in the Valley. You just got to yep. wait and see what exactly they they put up. Is it going to be one of these five five sites? Heck, something random can come up. I do believe it's going to be probably one of these five sites. Um, but you know, because like I said, those those are the most viable. But who knows? We'll find out pretty soon. Yeah, we will. And uh, that's all I got for you. <laughs> uh, and that is it for this episode. We are running out of time. We are out of time. So I'm going to go ahead and thank everyone for making this for making the show your first listen every day once again and for tuning in today's episode. If you did like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, and subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. 
Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I'm personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Matthew Jacobson is at BAZ Sports Guy. Interact with us, ask the question you might have, we might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on.